Welcome everyone to the Reflection Artists Live podcast hosted by myself, Justin Lobato. Set your calendars to tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time or 9 a.m. Pacific Time where I'll be bringing you industry spotlight interviews live from my active detail shop or an industry event. So if you're curious about who's who and what is what in the detail industry, don't forget to subscribe and tune in every Wednesday for some of the most exclusive interviews. Okay, so we are officially live on social media. This is Reflection Artist Live, episode number 67, and we have special guests with us today, Sheldon Kay, which this is, I think, one of the biggest guests of them all, and the reason why is because he's not necessarily detail industry related completely to say. He is, I mean, this guy, 13 plus years, he is vice president of Convex, which is who helps with all the trade shows. Traditionally, they had 40 years of basically putting together SEMA, you know, and then they then SEMA brought that in-house. But right now, currently, uh, most of you know in the detail industry, Mobile Tech Expo in Orlando, he heads that. And then going into June with Southern Detailers Conference, this will be the third Southern Detailers Conference, and they do a damn good job of putting shows together, and they're going to be running this show, which is awesome. But not only does he have the experience in the automotive reconditioning space of our industry and our world, which consists of, I mean, detailing, PDR, window tint, paint protection film, reconditioning, you name it. But he does firearm shows, sweets and snacks, which is really cool. Uh, or as you referenced, the, uh, the trick-or-treating for adults. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, but he's got his hands into all types of trade shows. So that's what he does, which is really cool. So it gives us... Uh, an outlook or an overview of the inner workings of this through Sheldon. Like I said, 13 years experience. The guy knows what he's talking about, knows what he's doing. Uh, and we want to thank him for being on. And today, of course, being Wednesday, and it's April 20th, and uh, episode 67 with the man himself, Sheldon. So Sheldon, tell me, 13 years, right? So go back some. How did all this get started in this in this great industry? Where did Where did this pick up for you? How did all this get started for you? Uh, you know, I accidentally fell into the trade show industry, much like anyone else you meet that does what I do. Um, I'm actually an IT guy, um, you know, that went to college for that business management information systems. So I wanted to, you know, work for Microsoft or something. And I just happened to fall into the trade show world because of SEMA. So I met um, the current president of our company, uh, Convex, at a, you know, a hospitality mixer thing. And it, he's like, oh, I do the SEMA show. And I was always a big card geek. So I was like, oh, that's like the coolest show in the world. Like, do you need help? Do you need an IT guy? He's like, yes, we do need help. So I, you know, I just started like as an intern. And then it kind of turned out I could talk to people and you know, pr- do project management. And essentially planning a trade show is just one big project management. Um, task. So uh, started running with that, uh, did some stuff at SEMA, and then we ended up acquiring Mobile Tech Expo. And now that's my baby. So I oversee everything there. And then I'll also be in charge of a Southern Detailers Conference. So Convex, how far can you go back on on how that inception of all of that came about? And, you know, that company in itself, you know, where did all that start with that company? So that, uh, so Chuck Schwartz is our original founder and he's the one he's been helping SEMA out like since day one, uh, I was trying to figure out when his actual first SEMA show was, but I think it was like 67 somewhere in there. Oh wow! So yeah, it, it's like, you know, way back. So he really helped, you know, construct that show and grow that show. And, um, during the last few years we were doing it, we were approached by Kevin Halewood, who was the founder of mobile tech expo. 
He's like, look, I think I have something good here. I want you guys to take over. But it was a conflict of interest for us because of SEMA. Ah. So when SEMA ended up taking it in-house, um, which is fine because they they're a huge association. So they have lots of manpower. So I think it's great they're running it themselves. Um, we took that opportunity to go back to Kevin and say, hey, we're interested in the show because we really thought MTE was something great as well. So a lot of potential. And then, um, you know, what was that last year, last year in 21, uh, I heard about Southern Detailers Conference, uh, decided, you know, I should probably go take a peek at this, see if this is a big competition for MTE. And wow, it, it was a pretty dang good show. So after I was approached by a few people saying, hey, maybe you should get involved in this, uh, met up with Daryl and, you know, now we're uh, partnering and going to help him out and kind of, you know, do some of the logistic things for him and then help him kind of grow the show to the next level and see where it goes from there. Yeah. And I mean, with, you know, all those years of experience of setting up and breaking down a show, especially like SEMA, you know, SEMA's, SEMA's the staple in the automotive industry of trade shows. And we all know that. And oh, yeah. so, you know, and, and growing up, and I'm sure you could relate, seeing it on TV and seeing, you know, when they would do, you know, MTV and all those other channels would do all these, you know, walkthroughs with all these major builders. It was like the coolest thing ever. And like, it always is like, I want to be able to go there. Then you start working the show, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, wait a sec. This is fun, but now it's also work. <laughs> yeah. But for still, eight hour though, weeks. <laughs> yeah. I could, oh gosh, I could only imagine the manpower behind the scenes that goes into that. But the experience, right? That's where, like you said, where once they brought it in house, it allowed you to look at other alternatives and opportunities, such as putting more time into mobile tech and being yeah. able to also break on or bring on Southern Details Conference. And now, Let's face it, you know, they, SEMA has set the stage for a lot of these big expos. So, you know, looking at mobile tech being, you know, smaller, but man, is it rich with content, with education, and of course, quality people walking around oh, being yeah. able to get into that. And that's why I think, like you mentioned, I think with you guys taking over Southern Detailers Conference, even though it's fairly new, we're looking at the third year now, it has, I feel like that same potential. You feel the same way? Oh, absolutely. I think there's a place for all of them. I think they can all exist. Um, SEMA, of course, is the beast. Mobile tech, uh, we have tons of great educational content. Of course, it does have some of the other industries like PDR and uh, you know window film and stuff. But it, it's very uh, classroom education, You know how to grow your business, how to market better. SDC really came about because people wanted more hands-on, just detailing education. Mm -hmm. So that was really where that spawned. And I think it's great. And we're going to continue that trend and, you know, have just the very small, intimate classes limited to 10, uh, 10 people in a pod. And it truly just hands on with a buffer with great instructors and some people that you normally just don't get time with. You would never get time with at SEMA, maybe not even mobile tech because it's starting to grow. So, yeah, yeah, no. And that that was always one of biggest uh, the biggest points that Big D made was that you know his vision was for that aspect of the time you don't get with the people you want to meet and or get to know like at SEMA or mobile tech because they're flooded with so many people at their booth you know like yeah. a Rennie Doyle or a Mike Phillips you try to go to SEMA and talk to, to one of them forget about it you're waiting in line you might as well take yeah, a exactly. ticket right <laughs> so but a place like Southern Detailers Conference where you can actually get in front of them, have small talk or a full-blown conversation, get the hands-on like you've mentioned with them. That, I think that's where this show is going to stand out because it delivers that and it's solely for by and for detailers, essentially. Yep, exactly. So yeah, we're, we're really excited and I'm um, happy to be part of it and really get make this a big deal and 
you know, but still keep, even though if it grows, I still want it to be that small, intimate style. So we're going to keep that in the back of our mind that maybe it doesn't have to be as big as a mobile tech, even maybe it can just kind of stay a little bit smaller and intimate. So we're going to try to keep that in mind as we move forward. Yeah. And I think that will all be based on the, you know, the overall, as we, as, as it grows, attendance of detailers, because they're yeah. the ones that are going to force that on you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're going to show up knocking and it may be this year. Great. But next year you might just have an abundance all of a sudden be like, you know what I heard last year was jamming. I want to get out there. And next thing you know, you're like doubling in attendance. You're like, wait a second. Whoa, this is supposed <laughs> to happen at like year five, not year right. four. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there goes my little baby. Now it's all yeah. grown up. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about, um, Mobile Tech Expo, how how that came about. I know Kevin uh, started it and he, he put a lot of time into it and its growth, but give us, you know, the viewers a little background on how Mobile Tech got started and, and the purpose of what that was. Sure. So, you know, Mobile Tech started as a PDR show and this was, what, we're in our 22nd year now. So, I mean, 22 years ago, Kevin actually had a PDR newspaper he put out, you know, physical in your hand newspaper. And someone told him like, Hey, you should start a little show where we can all get together and, you know, just kind of talk PDR stuff. And that's what he did. He started a little, little baby show. It probably had, you know, five or six exhibitors and then it just kept growing. And it turns out the PDR guys wanted to get more value out of their trade. So generally when you're pulling a dent out or pushing it, you're going to have to clean that area. So they started a little bit of the detailing and that's where, you know, some of the detailing companies came in a lot with like the rags and then the polishers came by a little bit and then IDA got on board. And then the whole, in my opinion, the whole detailing industry changed because all of a sudden there was a big focus on education and then, you know, how to become a real true detailer and get certified as opposed to just a guy working out of a van. So when all that happened, the education at MTE started to really become one of the main focuses. I mean, of course, it's important to go see the manufacturers and actually buy tools and get them in your hand there, which is something you can't do at SEMA. But it, the education really became the focus and people just had to learn what was new. And, you know, then codings came out and now PPF and it's just, man, it's just, the industry is just exploding. So yeah, you got it. Yeah. You got to keep up with the trends. And then, you know, some guys are still doing all their accounting and everything on sticky notes and a hope and a dream. So it's, you have to learn the software too, and you have to learn how to do your taxes. So there's, there's a big, there's a, you know, a learning curve for some of these guys. And that's kind of what we tried to do at MT was just put all that out there. So no matter where you were in your journey, that you could find something that was relevant to you. Nice. Nice. And that's, that's awesome because that's an outlet where people who are hungry for that, they have that now, you know, and they, they, it's been there, it's been existing, but it's a matter of getting exposed to it. So they understand what it is so they could go and, and use that to their benefits and get value out of it. But as far as the trend, like you had mentioned prior to the IDA getting involved, are, would you say that there wasn't much, I mean, there's definitely always hunger for education, but there wasn't as much of a trend for it prior to the idea getting involved? That's kind of what, so that was before us uh, that we really got, that we got involved with the show, but from what I have saw myself and then, you know, hear from other people, there just wasn't as much a focus on education, definitely on the detail side. 
the symbiotic relationship existed between the detailers and PDR mm -hmm. because either the PDR guy was trying to detail himself or it, what it really is nowadays is if you're a PDR guy, you're going to want to know a good detailer and you're going to throw your buddy some work and he's going to throw it back to you when he needs a dent taken out. So that's kind of where the, I think the MTE world is right now. It's just about meeting people in your area and then tossing each other work. And maybe you aren't the, you, if you're in a detail, you're probably not going to learn to become the best PDR guy. You're just, it, it's a lot easier just to throw some work to a friend and either get a kickback or just expect that he's going to throw you some work too. So good referral service overall. Yeah. Yeah. So two stories I have about mobile tech personally that have completely changed my life. So, and I hope this is inspiring to the viewers because this is, this is no BS as honest as I can be. First off, Mobile Tech was the very, very, very first trade show I ever attended. And when I had my local distributor who worked for Carbright at the time tell me about it and expose me about it, and he started explaining to me, I was just blown away and overly excited that the fact that it was a trade show for detailers. I'm like, and this was 2014. I had heard about it in 13, but I really didn't pay much attention to it. But when 14, right before it came along, I think it was like November of 13, late 13. And when I actually read up on it, went online and realized what it was and he explained more about it, what it was, I got there and being able to get in front of, again, the Mike Phillips, the Rennie Doyle, the Maguire's guys. I was back when Jason Rose was working for Maguire's. I mean, this was like, you know, that time frame when the IDA was like right there on its foundation about to just lift off that 2014 time frame. And, uh, and it was already there pre-existing, don't get me wrong, but it really didn't have a huge takeoff until right around that 14 era. And yeah, it exposed me and it literally put me where I'm at today because of going to that show. So oh. for, yeah, so thank you for being part of that and putting on such a great show. It's very inspiring. It's <laughs> great. Between education, but getting in front of people at that show was what it just led to the networking and the relationships and then staying involved. You know, it's one thing to go to these shows, but it's the aftermath. Don't just leave it behind when you leave the, the, the expo center and get to the airport and go home. Don't, don't just leave it there. Continue to stay involved with the people you meet, stay in contact with them because that, that put me into being everything I am today because of the mobile tech expo. It, that's what started it because of that. And then the second story is I have a local PDR guy. He was raised in the business. His dad had been doing it for 25 plus years. And they were stuck to kind of some of the old school way of doing things along with the traditional pricing. As soon as he came to the show and got exposed to what was more relevant to say, some more tools, techniques, and then pricing, it changed his whole business because of that. So he was another person that has a great success story because of, again, being exposed to mobile tech and going to mobile tech and then actually taking what he learned and applying it. And it made a world of a difference in his business because of that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really what we like to hear. And honestly, that's why we keep doing trade shows. It's success stories like that. So it's so great when we hear that or hear a guy that was like, I was thinking about getting into it, goes to one mobile tech, tends up five years later being this amazing detailer when shop of the year type thing. Like there's so many great stories that come out of these that just, it really makes me feel good about doing what I do. No. And that's, yeah. Yeah. Kudos to you and you guys, because you guys do put together a damn good show. And now Kevin still has some involvement with mobile tech, dude, correct? Yep, do he, yeah, that? he's still uh, he's still there. Um, he's actually going to come out to SDC, too. I was actually just talking to him this morning. So he's going to come say hi to everyone on a scooter. And, uh, you know, he's just still there. Just uh, he'll do whatever he can to make you happy. So 
flag him if you see him and say hi. Yeah. Now with seeing, you know, IDA involved with PDR. Now I know when I went originally in 2014, that was definitely about 70% PDR, 30% detailers. Now each year I feel like the PDR has still grown. They have growth, but I feel like now the detailers, they're catching up to where I feel oh, like yeah. the show is almost at a, at a flat 50, 50. Yeah, I can say without lying, I think we were, it was like 47 somewhere in there, like de, um, detailing, some 53 PDR. So like, it, this is the closest we've ever been um, on the attendee side. Yeah. And there's so. a lot of cross-referencing though, because I see the detailers going over inquiring oh, yeah. about PDR. And even with working, you know, the booths myself, I get a lot of PDR guys coming over and inquiring. So like what you said, they pull a dent, they're looking for the small three-inch pad to go polish yep. that area <laughs> after that repair and and they're always trying to figure out not necessarily cutting corners but the the fastest and most effective but yet efficient way to do it so they could obviously get a better turnaround on, on the job and make more money absolutely and i think that's what complements both of us in that area yeah i was talking to one of my big pdr vendors and he was telling me at the last mobile tech he couldn't believe how many glue pull sets he sold from detailers that came over like you know what? Like I may not be able to learn everything, but I can probably learn to glue pull a little bit. So he sold quite a few starter kits and, you know, they were doing a little bit of quick training on showing them how, and, but everyone has YouTube now. So they, you know, if you have some time and yeah, <laughs> they're like, I can go buy this glue pull kit and go learn how to do it. So I mean, all the power to them for trying that. So I hope to see it work out. Yeah. I mean, if you're not, if you're not willing to learn, then you're not never going to know if you can or can't do it. Right. So yeah. why not take it on and see if it's something that you could, you know, a little practice here, a little practice there turns into a couple of years of practice of you actually providing a service now. Yep. Absolutely. Now with again, PDR and detailing, I know that there's been, you know, rim restore, uh, plastic restoration, you know, reconditioning in general, and you had mentioned about film. Are, are you getting requests from both sides, both window tint and paint protection film? Are you starting to see some requests in regards to involvement with MTE or is that ever going to be a space for them? I think that's our next big growth area is going to definitely be the PPF. I don't know about the window tint. I just haven't, the attendees haven't really asked for that as much. Uh, I know there's another show in Orlando, um, Tent World or Film World or something. Yeah. So I know they get a decent attendance there, but yeah, the MTA attendees haven't really asked for any tinting yet, but PPF, we didn't really have much of a presence at this last show and man, did I hear about it. So, cause that, that's a thing right now. So it is a lot of detailers transition into paint protection film because it does complement already what's going on within a shop. Yeah, absolutely. So, but no, I, I ask because it's something I feel the same way you do. I feel like it's a space that if you guys start diving into that, oh my gosh, that again would just another be another another service item that would complement everything else that's going on at a mobile tech and more people to be exposed to and learn and be able yeah. to take on another service that is very lucrative. Oh yeah. And it's not, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not replacing coatings, right? Coatings are still no. its own thing and yeah. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing that, you know, with customers and doing it here at the shop is, you know, the coatings are great for preserving that clear coat finish from the elements, from keeping it easy to easy to maintain, stays cleaner longer, all those benefits, you know, retaining gloss, but paint protection film, that's where if you want the ultimate protection from, you know, putting an actual barrier on the clear coat that, yeah, 
pretty much it, it can be penetrated, but not by a bird dropping or a bug right. mark. Um, and of course, from rock chips and road debris, I mean, that's something that a coating can never do, although there's some companies that market that, but that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's a whole nother yep. conversation. Um, but yeah, no, not replacing them. I would say more so complimenting because most of the jobs that we get, we don't get a lot of standalone paint protection film uh, uh, people inquiring. It's more of a combination where they do like the standard full front and then the remainder of the vehicle as a whole gets the ceramic. That way everything's uniform in performance and protection. Yeah, sounds good. And it's just cool too. That whole self-healing aspect of the film is just really neat on some of those. That stuff has come so far because as you know you get you know you look at some of these late model rvs and stuff that have like the yellow and the peeling or some of the you know early 2000s with the film it's evolved so much and from what i understand a lot of those issues came from the actual adhesive not so much the material of the film itself hmm. but that's evolved so much because these guys have really put a lot of money into r&d you know you got expel eastman all these major brands uh, that are major players in the film industry for both sides, paint protection film and window tint, that have actually started to listen to the technicians and seeing that there is a change in the market like we're seeing and putting the R&D into it to make sure that they're providing premium material to complement what we're doing for our end-user customer. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because that's, that's what it really is all about at the end of the day. All of everything what we do all goes back to the end-user customer and making sure that they're got a quality job with integrity and it looks good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we want at the end of the day, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So going to these shows will help you learn how to be that person and do that type of install, whether it be coding, film, you name it. But yeah. And depending, uh, no matter where you are in your journey, like I was saying before, even at SDC, if you're still learning to paint correct, you want to be sure you can do that right before you start getting into coding. So we're going to have classes on paint correction. So then if you're already good at that, we're going to have coding classes. So there's lots of different options that you're going to have, no matter like what you need to learn personally. 100% agree. You couldn't hit it on the head any better because that is something that the correction side is the foundation of shine, whether it's just basic polishing all the way up to the multiple steps. But still, that is the craft side because the icing on the cake is easy. That's the coding. And this, again, they've evolved too, where they're easier to install. So that does create, you know, a little bit of a difference in the market. You know, the demand is much higher than it once was, mm -hmm. but they've also gotten easier. So more people, more, uh, I'd say people entering into becoming a detailer are able to get their hands on it and do a similar application as a long-term veteran of detailing. So, yeah. and, but I nice. see a lot of, um, price wars going on, at least in my local market. <laughs> There is, there is. And it's, it's sad because, you know, a lot of guys in, in every market's a little different. You get some markets like here in Brevard, the, for the most part, all of us as detailers get along. We all see each other at some level, uh, other markets, everybody, it's like, like gang wars, you know what I mean? Don't step on my turf. Don't come around this block. These are my clients. And, and when it comes to pricing, Money makes things funny. As you know, no matter what level, money always, whether it's just strictly business or services, and no matter what kind of business, but in detailing, because it's such a low entry to get in, the mentality is also different. So people tend to take that a little bit more personal on the money side and yeah. say and do things that are just uh, can be super negative as a negative impact to their local market or I think representing the industry as a whole. Yeah. And so just a matter of getting along, but that's what these shows are for. They get in front of people that they never 
met in their market and actually realized that they're a human being, that they've got a backstory, they've got a family, they've got a struggle too. And then you learn to respect that. And you're like, this guy's not so bad. (laughs) And also some of these new guys show up and they don't know that they don't have to undercut their competition. That's a lot of guys just, you know, they're brand new. There's like, well, if I'm not the cheapest, I'm not going to get any business. So I I know a lot of classes we've had at MT and I know there's some at SDC are all about pricing and how to, you know, not kill yourself on, you know, cheap coatings. I've had the opportunity to present quite a few of these price structuring classes at mobile tech. And some of the feedback I got was just so inspiring because, uh, these men, women that have been in detail, whether it be short-term or long-term, they finally basically cross that where they drew that line in the sand with pricing. They cross over it to take that chance to charge more. And then they realize, oh crap, I could have been doing this for a lot longer. Yeah. And I have more value and more people are, are I have higher value customers and, and less tire kickers. And it's like, I'm, I'm able to deal with better quality people than these other ones that want everything for nothing. And it's like, they see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it's nice to be able to have an outlet, like, again, the shows to be able to get mm-hmm. that to out to them and expose them to that. So they realize, yeah, you don't have to undercut. You can actually charge more yeah. and, and be in a better position and everybody's happy. And then you're raising the bar for the whole market itself. Yeah, absolutely. Now, as far as, um, SDC, because I know we've been talking about a good amount of uh, mobile tech. SDC, with this being the third year, it, with what you've seen walking it last year, going into this year, is there going to be any subtle differences or anything that you could talk about that would be uh, a different approach this year, something better, benefits, anything that we could Yeah, so I, we're, we're going to keep kind of the same idea of that hands-on education, like I mentioned, but a couple of things that didn't quite work out well last year was they had education going on at the same time as the trade show. So the trade show floor always looked pretty empty because half the people were always in the education room. So, and it made it really hard for the exhibitors who were the, also the education teachers to be in two places at once. Yes. So we're going to do it um, eight to 12 every morning is just education. So you can, if you're not doing education, sleep in, work off that hangover, but then the trade show floor will open at 12 and then we'll go until five each day. So that way, just a nice split up and that the presenters don't have to be trying to work a booth and teach a class at the same time. So I like that. I like that. And then also there was no chairs last year. So we're going to have some chairs in the education pods. That might be a little helpful because, you know, not everybody is uh, able to stand for an hour period. You know, there's there's yeah. definitely different um, different walks of life that are detailing. And it could be young, could be old. It could be somebody who, you know, has back problems. So accommodating yeah. that is super helpful. And then so we are at the same spot, the Lexington uh, Central Bank Center. But uh, last year, it was still a lot of bit under construction. So this year, the connection to the Hyatt's all done. Uh, you can just walk straight over. You don't even have to go outside. So that's nice. Um, the whole inside's done. The ballroom where we're going to have the dinner complete. So there's this beautiful new space that we're going to get to take advantage of. So it should be really nice. And uh, it's one of the better facilities I've ever worked with, honestly. So Very cool. Now the Hyatt, is that going to be the main location of where most people are going to want to stay? I think so. Uh, it's like I said, it's the only one truly connected. I uh, got us room rates at 129 a night, which it's a nice room. Um, I think it's probably cheaper than the Hilton, but the Hilton's pretty close to that as well. If you're a you know, Hilton Honors member. 
So uh, uh, we have we have a block at the Hyatt, but it keeps selling out. So I keep trying to get more rooms. But uh, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, but if you're thinking about staying, I'll get your room quick because I'm not sure how many more they're going to give us. So, well, there's some good hotels in the surrounding area. Area and and with is I've been to Lexington probably a good three or four times now, and everybody's super accommodating because of that 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 southern hospitality that they yeah. have there. It, everybody's super nice and super clean and it's it's a nice city to be in regardless if you're staying on site or off-site at another hotel location so don't feel yeah like there's a lot of little niche spots around that little downtown area that looks super cool and there, there's great restaurants and bars and i had a blast last time i was there so now do you feel that because this location is such a sweet spot for doing this that this is going to be something that we that you try to continue to do at this location as well so that's a tough spot because the feedback that I collected from people on 21 was that it was Lexington's hard to get to. There's no lie there, at least on paper. Honestly, you can fly into Bluegrass uh, Airport or you can fly into Louisville or Cincinnati and then it's like a 40 minute drive. So that's really not that bad. But if, if we were to move the show to maybe Louisville, it might be a little easier to get to for people but it might lose a little bit of that small hometown intimate feel. So we're going to let this year play out. We do have dates um, in Lexington for next year if we want them. So we're going to kind of see where, how the show goes, get some feedback from people at the show and go from there. Yeah. From what I hear, those are the two top spots anyways, is Louisville or Lexington. Yeah. And yeah. And, and Lexington, you're right. It's absolutely beautiful. Matter of fact, the first time, first time I went there, big D picked me up, picked me up in a, um, uh, what was it? Uh, the smart, I had a smart car, get my luggage. So that had to go in the passenger seat. And then he picked me up in the freaking, um, gosh, I, I work on them all the time. I can't even think about it. The, the three wheel motorcycle. Um, oh yeah. Slingshot. Yes. Thank you. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, one more coffee for me today. I swear let's <laughs> get things going. Uh, yeah. Pick me up in a slingshot and the smart car grabbed my grab my luggage, but going through the countryside, you know, kind of taking the scenic route, it's such a beautiful, beautiful place. And going over it in a plane, as you land, you could see oh, yeah. the land and it just, it's amazing. It's definitely a different, different, different yet great place to visit if you've never left your own city or state. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so we're, we're, we're excited and we're going to kind of play it by ear. We're going to get the feedback from the people because at the end of the day, it's your guys' show. So whatever, you know, the industry wants to do, IDA is playing a big part in the show as well. So we're going to kind of see their feedback. And, um, and one thing I don't think we've mentioned at all is the IDA meet and greet that Friday before the show. So make sure uh, if you are going to book your hotel, make sure you're there Friday in time to do that. You don't have to be an IDA member. It's open to everyone. But come out there. We uh, have uh, drinks and food out on this beautiful patio that kind of overlooks downtown. So, uh, well, I guess last year it was a little bit hot. So we have some inside space as well if you need to yeah, cool off. <laughs> it was hot last year. I remember, but I'll tell you what, it was a damn good time because it was just. I think last year too was like being finally getting in front of everybody after being you know, yeah. shut into your home because of this whole damn pandemic thing yeah. that happened. <laughs> And so being able to get out, everybody was like, oh, my God, I, I hug, I'm hugging you anyways. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it was nice. But, yeah, it was hot. That was a weird day because it just came out of nowhere. And all of us were like, oh, but it's nice to see everybody. So I care less about how hot it is. Yeah. People are just excited <laughs> to see everybody. But now the meet and greet, what time is that going to be on Friday? That's going to run from five to seven on Friday. 
Okay. So exhibitors, uh, you know, will be setting up that day. Um, there's really nothing going on for attendees. So, you know, if you want to come in a little bit early, just so you can make that meet and greet, that'd be great to, you know, see everyone, get to see some familiar faces, maybe meet some new ones. And um, of course, IDA will be sponsoring that. So um, I heard there might be an after party too. So there could be some fun shenanigans later that night. Speaking of that, and, and I'm sure you could touch on this, Everybody who goes to a trade show, I get it, especially SEMA, right? There's a lot of huge meetings that go on at SEMA because you got so much international travel and clients that come in for SEMA. But the way that you work hard, play hard, right? To touch on that. If you are going to play hard, just keep in mind that respectfully, you want to still be able to get up the next day and do your job. So if you're a vendor and or an attendee, don't make an ass out of yourself. Enjoy yourself respectfully, but still be able to get up and enjoy the show as well and not have a major hangover that's going to put a big dilemma on you. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to show up to a class they've been looking forward to and the instructor's super hungover and incoherent. I've just seen it go both ways from doing these trade shows for so long myself where I'm just like, really? You're kind of got a whole bunch of responsibility here and you... <laughs> need to kind of wake up a little bit <laughs> you had a good time last night trust me i got it on video but <laughs> no i think it's a good time for everybody and after parties are nice i definitely you know a lot of what goes on with the networking and relationships and and, and some deals that go on between manufacturers or whatever it may be usually happen after the show oh yeah that's the downtime that's when people are able to get together and, and, and spend that personal time and that and that personal talk uh for those kind of scenarios and i think that's that's one of the biggest values not just to be there for the day but the night is just as valuable so you know don't just go back to your room and shut yourself in you know if you don't drink that's fine go out and have you know water on ice <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right the, most of those relationships happen after this trade show floor closes so make sure you're there oh 100 so. percent yeah. So, and so speaking of that, so after the show, um, so Friday, we have the meet and greet after the show on Saturday, we have the award dinner and then, uh, that'll be in the new ballroom I mentioned. Nice. And it's going to be a nice, uh, sit down plated meal, uh, Southern style. There's going to be some fried chicken, some pulled pork, all the fixings. So it should be pretty tasty. Then after that, we have, a um, the after party, we're actually going to get a band. If you, um, you went last year. So you remember the, did you go to the dinner? I did. Yes. So it was in that like blue club room. Yeah. Yeah. And they had like a, the thing blocked off because they were still doing. All yeah. It's under construction, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, they did a damn good job for what we worked with though. Right. So um, we're going to use that for the after party room. It's all, it's all completed now. So that's, that'll just be for the after party. So the bar will be going, the, it'll be abandoned there. So that should be nice. But then the sit down dinner and awards will actually be in this huge, like huge ballroom that has like grand ceilings and some cool led lighting and stuff. So, and, um, Rod and Jody from Zenware are going to be uh, hosting that. So, kudos to them. Those are those guys are great. I've 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 spent a good amount of time with Rod and Jody, and then being part of the of Rennie's group and, and supporting us, and just being able to spend time with them at, at different projects. They are, you know, stand up guys, one hundred percent. They do a lot for the industry that people don't realize. You know, even though they're software guys, and I like the fact that a lot of the software companies are able to actually get along and feed off each other. And it just, it's the harmony of that is just, you can't duplicate that. It's true. Yeah. It's really amazing to see actually, because there is no middle ground. You either use one software or another, you can't really yeah. use both. So. Yeah. And it's Nike Reebok. It's all a shoe though. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's whatever fits best for you and what you're trying to do. 
Yeah. No, 100% agree. Now, with um, that, we're going to be finishing up on Sunday, correct? Yeah. And that's something else we're going to be pulling people on. So like MTE, we do uh, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. This started as a Saturday, Sunday. I've got some feedback that might not be the best for everyone. So we're going to pull people again, kind of look at that for the future and get some different opinions. So I guess one thing I do want to just throw out there is feel free to email me anyone listening anytime for suggestions or ideas. Uh, Sheldon at convex, C-O-N-V-E-X-X.com or Sheldon at mobiletechexpo.com works too. So uh, we, we want feedback. We want to hear from everyone. So we know these shows aren't always perfect for everyone. So give us your feedback and we can't fix it unless we know you don't like it. And that's what I like about you and about how you structure everything is that you guys are based on the feedback, you know, and the, the more feedback you get, the more fine tuned the show can be for us as the, as the people attending, whether it be detailers, PDR, doesn't matter right. for the attendance in general to have a better experience. Right. Now, how are we looking for, I know last year at SDC, because of the construction, uh, food on site was a little scarce. How are we looking this year for that? No. So that's one of the big uh, feedback things that I've gotten. So we're going to have, they have some great concessions. So there's like, I think we're going to have four inside the hall. If you're an exhibitor, you don't even have to walk over there. You can just order it from your phone. They'll bring you food. But I mean, there's like a mac and cheese stand, a burger stand. Uh, there's like corn dogs, but not like, you know, ballpark corn dog. These are like fancy gourmet 18 toppings if you want. Like, <laughs> yeah, like crazy. <laughs> And they, they have all the kinds of, they had ramen. Like I, I didn't get the ramen one just cause I thought that'd be kind of weird walking around the show slurping. Yeah. The ball, <laughs> yeah, I use that polisher. <laughs> yeah. So there's all kinds of options. Uh, we're going to make sure we have a nice selection for everyone, a little bit of everything and uh, food will not be a problem this time. Plenty of bars See, as well. That's a perfect example of the feedback aspect that we just talked about, because that's something that you listened, you heard it, and then you also provided multiple options to accommodate multiple mouths to feed and oh, yeah. you know, different preferences on what they would want to eat. Yeah. There, if you can't find something, you let me know, but that would surprise me. <laughs> now, speaking of feedback, going back to mobile tech, the only thing I got from a couple guys at mobile tech, and you may have heard this, uh, is education day, uh, mobile tech. They had so many choices that they had to basically figure out and, and, and decide between two major ones. And, and it, they were like torn between the two and they felt bad because they didn't get to one over the other or vice versa. Is there anything in the future that is able to be a, a solution to that for the, for another mobile tech at all, or maybe stretch it out a little bit more? Yeah. So generally we know which ones those are. And so our thought is we might try to do some repeats of those on the Friday, Saturday during the show. So it wouldn't be, every single class obviously but we usually know the big ones that either not everyone is able to get to or there's you know two competing so we might try to um, either repeat those or some people have asked me to do record them so they can watch the stream later i've done that some other shows and it's, it's just not the same if you're not in the room um it, so it's something we're looking at but it's just i haven't really seen it done super super well yet so we're going to play with the idea but i kind of like the you know, the heavy hitters just possibly repeating the, the next day so that you can just go catch that or just plan on catching that, on, you know, on Friday so that on Thursday you can hit a different class. Gotcha. And that would be based on either the individual or the topic or the yeah. combination, of course, yeah. whatever it may be, but the draw to that individual class 
And sometimes, you know, we can, we can pre-plan some of that, but every once in a while there's, you know, a a session that I, you know, I think is going to be okay. And then I walk by and it's like standing room only flowing out the door. So, (laughs) and it just could be that, you know, the topic is more relevant than I thought it was going to be. So we can always ask that speaker then to repeat, you know, the next day or something. So we we have some options, but we we've heard that from multiple people that there we had, the education was great. There was just too much of it. Yeah. And, and that's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, people get torn between, you know, wanting to go here versus going there. And then they feel like they miss something and yeah. it's not a negative at all. It's just, there's just, there is an abundance now, which is good. So now it's just a matter of navigating to make sure everybody gets a little piece of the pie. So they get a little piece of that yeah. education. And you know, one thing that people don't always realize is we don't have unlimited space just to, you know, put up like, Oh, just add this room there. The hotel only gives us, you know, X amount of rooms per our contract. And last year for mobile tech, we just got super lucky because another group canceled. So we ended up getting more space and that's why we were able to add a couple more sessions in there, but I'm not even sure we're gonna be able to have as much space as we had last year. So it's it's uh, Orlando in January slash early February is just a very popular destination. So sometimes it's hard to- Because of that? What was that? They limit you because of Mm -hmm. that? And they do it by uh, food and beverage minimums. So I'm not really charged for the space, but I have to spend X amount on food and what they're sometimes they're used to like doctor groups who are easily going in there and blowing a couple million on dinners and stuff. And that's not quite mobile tech yet. So that's what we have to compete against. And sometimes it's hard to get all the space we totally want. Yeah. Or like the year before, I think it was 20 when they had the big multi-level marketing company that oh, was yeah. in there downstairs. <laughs> That was, I wanted to be part of that. Right. (laughs) That was, I was starstruck. I'm like, man, they got people on banners. I mean, they were, it was fancy. It was huge. Like, I know they put some coin down for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're uh, making some pretty good money when they put on a show like that. So, yes, I've, I've been involved in those in the past and some of them absolutely, yeah, kill it. But no, I, I didn't, I didn't realize that, that that's something that basically you're limited to due to the time of year. And then now, is that something, even if you try to pre-schedule more space that they still are like, no, we only can give you this much. So what I hear a lot, like at the, so we really like the Rosen where we've been you know, two years yeah. now and yeah. we have one more year there. And then they just say they don't have it. They're booked out the next few years. So, right. So that could be true. Some groups book very far in advance if they're on a rotation or something, but a lot of times we get that if they decide upstairs, this group doesn't make us all that much money. Let's see what else we can find. So as I get closer, they might say like, all right, we'll take you, but they might be trying to hook in a doctor group or something. The big thing we have going for us at MTE, even though you know we don't do the most food and beverage at the show, our boys drink at those bars and they stay on property all night until the bars close down. So they do like us from that aspect and no one's super rowdy, so... No, no, just just a, just a few PDR guys, you know. Yeah. And maybe some G strings and a couple pool bars, but nothing crazy. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> no, and, and don't get me wrong. It's not. I'm not. I'm not. You know, knocking the PDR guys. Trust me, the detailers get wild too. Trust me, I've seen both sides of it. But no, you're right. We we and that's the thing is those those restaurants they have on site amazing, but they get packed. Yeah. And you're waiting for 45 minutes, an hour, sometimes even longer. If, yeah. You know, if it's one of the fancier ones, I know like the Italian place at Sarah Rosen and then the steakhouse, you could be on a two hour wait before you get a table. Yeah. It's, cr- it's really crazy. And I know they're having some staffing issues this last year, 
they said that wouldn't happen again, but you know, who knows how the world's going to be in another year. Yeah. But even then I told him like, look, you, you've seen our group before we've been here. You just, you need to add extra bars, bring in food carts or something, bring in food trucks outside and that you'll do a killer business. And they just don't always want to listen. <laughs> I think it's funny with going to some of these trade shows, staying at the hotel, like the Rosen, for example, and then you get like these small groups of people that are from out of state that just show up for whatever they're doing. And they look around and they're like, what the hell is going on here? What are I felt all these so bad at this last mobile tech? There was like the one room we weren't using, this like couples therapy relaxation retreat came in there. And like I'm blasting rap music in the registration area. Like, ooh, this might not be a good fit. Not not so relaxing no more now. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get our guys walking by in costumes. And <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. See, this is why you got to go to the shows because yeah. if you haven't, you got to see this stuff. It's, yeah, you can't, can't make, make it up. This stuff, up. <laughs> yeah. this stuff happens and you never know what show, what's, what's going to happen, you know, but then there's opportunities and meeting people that oh, I yeah. feel like that's, that's the biggest value of it. Getting the education, getting the network, but with us, you know, with where we're at on time, I want to go over a couple of things too, is that, you know, you guys have killed it with mobile tech and, and reviewing. Like, yeah, absolutely. Kudos to you guys again, reviewing that and, and, and the potential that has, has grown with that show and what is to come of it. If you're not going to mobile tech and you live in Florida, you're missing, you're missing out big, big, big time, especially with it being in your backyard. I don't wear, I don't care what corner of Florida you're in all the way down to the, the south side of the Keys up to the most northern part of the Panhandle next to Alabama. It doesn't matter. Make your way to mobile tech. And the same thing with going to SDC. It may be a newer show. And, you know, it, it, it just started. It's going into its third year. But SDC, I will tell you, first and foremost, with being at it from day one, it has a ton of potential, especially if you're a detailer, because it's for detailers. And if you want to meet the, the, the all greats that you that everybody looks up to on social media or whatever supplier you look at that you have that you love as far as using their stuff or just being able to get to meet other detailers and, and have conversations about business and the politics of detailing or customers and pricing, it's going to change your life. I can guarantee you. And if there's something you don't take from it, then I don't know what to tell you because at that, that point, then you maybe you just weren't as involved as you should be. But there is definitely something I can guarantee you will get from it at any level. I know and I've thrown this out on other podcasts for MTE, and I'm easy about to say about SDC as well. If you went to the show and didn't get anything, that didn't meet someone, didn't learn anything, I'll give you a refund. I don't care. I I want to hear how you possibly didn't learn something, but I'll be happy to give you a refund. That that was kind of circling around my brain when i was spitting that out that's why i was kind of slow to saying it but it's like that's not my place to say that yeah no, i have, <laughs> I have no problem doing that because <laughs> it's serious it's, it's that's what it is it's like if you go to these shows and, and you do apply yourself by going to the show staying there networking doing the after hours thing if you don't get nothing out of that then i don't know because there's there's so much there yeah, yeah you know there's just so much there to gather you know whether it be from another detailer all the way up i mean there's just so much there it's i can't even explain it it's you just got to show up and go and if cost is a thing too start setting money aside you know have a little piggy bank that you put five ten dollars in here and there to start adding up to these shows you know sema is a very big cost obviously but if you can make it to one of these shows i'm telling you you'll probably end up wanting to make it to every other show that's offered in the industry if you're in automotive 
Uh, I was talking to one detailer at MTE last time and he paid for his trip by adding, I can't remember what system he had, but you know, he checks out on the phone or tablet and there was a little checkbox, like he had like the tip or whatever, but there was a checkbox, like help send me to SEMA MTE type thing. So I can become better and learn more and do a better job on your car. And people could donate like a little bit more, like, you know, a dollar or whatever. And I thought that was pretty cool. I'd never heard of that before. Wow. So Whatever software you're using, basically, there's always an extra area. Just let's just say it's tips. Yeah. So if you could change the description of that to something like that, like, you know, uh, educational funds. Yeah. And, and, and add that up and then apply it. Then you don't ever have to worry about the cost other than maybe some food when you get there. Absolutely. And yeah, and, I mean, your customers are going to be happy and they're going to ask what you learned. And I think one of the best things you can do is next time you see those customers is tell them what awesome things you picked up in the education or what new things you're going to be adding to the shop. And if, you know, if they hadn't, didn't have PPF before now, the customers are going to be very interested in that. These are the type of things that help you become the local expert at whatever craft you're in detailing PDR, but showing up for these shows are what help you expedite you to be the local expert that everybody looks to and trust. And that's the biggest thing is the trust. Yep. Agreed. Well, awesome, Sheldon. I appreciate it. And um, I know you had mentioned once how people can reach you, but let's go ahead and go over that one more time just so people have that for whatever. Uh, sure. You put out so there. again, my company is Convex and that's Sheldon, S-H-E-L-D-O-N at Convex, C-O-N-V-E-X-X.com. Or if you think about Mobile Tech Expo, Sheldon at MobileTechExpo.com goes to the same spot and then as far as um give me one second here just and you can find me on facebook uh, i think it's sheldon.k and then um you know southern detailers conference on instagram mobile tech expo on instagram you can dm us there and we monitor that all the time so and just for the viewers to clarify too from what i understand we've got a pretty damn good attendance right now that's adding up for Southern Detailers Conference. Am I correct? Yeah, we only opened registration last week and a couple of the classes are already starting to fill up. So remember, these are very small, limited to 10 people each. So check it out now. And if you're interested, get your ticket. Yeah. And then so like I said, the hotel's almost sold out as well. So I think we're gonna have a really great show. Yeah, between vendors and then attendance and people coming, it's going to be, I think, I think this will set the stage for future shows, of course, in regards to SDC. Now, location is one thing, but at least we get the ball rolling, right? Yeah, and I think what's going to happen, it's not going to be the biggest show ever, which is fine. I think a lot of people are going to walk away from say, dang, that was great, and tell their friends, and then next year is just going to be huge. Yeah, yeah, and as far as any advice for any, you know, anybody, I know you've given a lot in regards to the shows, but is there any advice with, with anybody that is a listener that you may have to put out there, whether it be in regards to the shows, business, whatever comes off top? You know, I see a lot. I'm in all the detailer groups on Facebook, just for the MTE side and everything. I see so many great questions there and feedback from the community, whether it be a business question, pricing, or even people on the fence about going to one of these shows and the community really helps, you know, feed that and give honest opinions. So I saw some great honest opinions about going to MTE versus SEMA, depending what you're looking for, because they're two totally different beasts. So, and then I see stuff on pricing, which of course is a little out of my realm, but I see great feedback from around the country and world. So if you're not involved in those online groups, I would highly recommend checking those out. 
And then I know a lot of those end up spawning podcasts and, you know, friends at the show meetups and stuff like that. So it seems like a great thing to get involved in. Good stuff. No, for sure. And that's, that's what it's all about is just getting involved and staying involved in the continued education aspect of it. And of course you've got the bad apples that, that, you know, come back and give negative feedback, but just navigate around that and yeah. find yourself with the right answer and the right people given the right information. Yeah. And just leave the drama at home. That's the only thing I ask with the yeah. shows too. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. No drama at the shows. Yeah. <laughs> you might have to start getting some bouncers there. I just put on a different shirt to be honest with you and help you out there. I enjoy that part of it very much. So um, <laughs> I got your back, Sheldon. Don't All worry right, about thanks. it. Um, uh, so yeah, you know, with that, thank you, Sheldon, on behalf of Buff and Shine and being on the Reflection Artist Live podcast um you could find this podcast on any of the podcast platforms and of course our reflection artist live facebook page uh we do share it and that's there for you and it's episode number 67 so sheldon i much appreciate you being on and taking your time out of the day and diving into the background of how everything has come about with with you with convex and everything you guys have done for our industry it's so appreciated and thank you very much. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. This is great talking to you. I'll see you yeah. soon. Yeah, and again, everybody, Southern Detailers Conference is going to be June 4th and 5th. So get in early on Friday so you can do the IDA meet and greet and then be there for Friday, uh, Saturday and Sunday for the actual show and then any of the evening events such as the dinner or just gathering in general. Yep. And then, you know, get in front of Sheldon. If you guys want to see a change or have advice on something, whether it be mobile tech or SDC, he is the go-to guy to help with that change. So definitely That's reach true. out to him. Yep. I hope to see everyone there. You'll see me and my bald head. So look for me and uh, I'll hopefully see everyone in June. Awesome. Sheldon, we'll take care and have a great day. All right. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye. Thanks for tuning in this week to Reflection Artist Live. We hope you had fun and learned something new. If you missed an episode or are looking for more, check us out on our social media or podcast platforms. And join us next week when we have another amazing guest. Don't miss it. We'll be talking business, life, and detailing. Also, don't forget to check out buffandshine.com for a variety of buffing pads and accessories for your detailing arsenal.